This episode of Soundless Doctrine is the first of five focusing on what really matters to God in our Sunday gatherings. Devin Coughlin joins us as we talk about the importance of our meetings being God-initiated and exalting. Welcome to the Sound Plus Doctrine Podcast. I am David Zimmer. I'm Bob Coughlin. And we are joined by none other than Devin Coughlin. Great to be here, guys. Eh, it's great to have you. It's wonderful when Thanks Dev can join us. us. Um, Bob, what are we talking about today? Well, we're going to talk about something that uh, I think will relate to anybody who plans and leads corporate worship, which is kind of what this whole podcast is about. But in spe- specifically, uh, we want to talk about the values of our corporate gatherings, like when the church gathers, that that kind of transcend culture. Mm. Um, Sovereign Grace have uh, has been a family of churches about 40 years. We now um, have churches in a number of countries and relate to people from all over the world. And I've seen a lot of changes in how we do things. And there's always pressures, I think, from culture to uh, do things a certain way. Mm-hmm. So over the past few years, really, we've been trying to come up with some some specific values that we can emphasize, that we can encourage people in, in terms of, you know, it doesn't matter what what, church, what country you're in, what city you're in, what town you're in, um, these things are things that God really uh, values as we mm. gather. And we've come up with five, tried to, I think when we first started talking about this, we had like 10 or 12 or something, but guys said, can we, can we narrow that down? So, um, <laughs> Wonderful. So Devin, do you have anything to add to that? It's no, great. I agree with all of that. I think it's um, just so important to recognize that uh, the gospel is both uh, transcultural in, in that what we affirm transcends culture, uh, but it's also uh, intracultural, where it, where it engages us where we're at yes. in every culture and is relevant to yes. every culture. Um, and so with that in mind, it's what then should we be about as we gather yes. as churches? Uh, and uh, so that's what this is, this is all about. Yes. So great. I think we should just jump right in. Yeah, that's great. So the first value that we've, uh, it's, it's pretty obvious. All of these are really obvious. Nothing's like shocking. Like, oh, you're kidding. Hopefully nothing new here. Hopefully. <laughs> but we've realized that uh, unless we're focusing on something, unless we're aiming at something, uh, we tend to do things that that may not be helpful, that aren't helpful. We tend to do things that seem pragmatically helpful, but in terms of what God really desires from us in terms of our gathered worship, they may not line up with that. Mm. Um, so the first... Yeah. Well, our planning and our leading, like there's no neutral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's we're going all, somewhere. We're, we're, it's going to go somewhere. Yeah. And the culture, whatever culture we're in, is going to push it in a direction. Yep. That's, um, and that's yeah. our yeah. historical culture. That's our local culture. That's our church culture. There's all kinds of different forces at play. Um, and so, again, so we've got to be aiming, we've got to be purposeful to go in a direction mm-hmm. that lines up with the Word of God in order to serve the people of God. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I would add, before we get into it, um, one approach to this is to try to come up with a, a liturgy that is practiced universally, you know, for all time. And God did not give us a specific mm-hmm. liturgy, mm-hmm. Uh, one that we can turn to, you know, on page, you know, 762, that's where God says, this is what you do. Yes. You know, he, he's given us practices, he's given us principles, but but we have to read God's word carefully to discern, okay, God has always gathered his people together mm. to to in his presence, and what 
are we supposed to value when when that happens? Well, something's happening that's significant. Mm-hmm. You know, from from the beginning, really, the Garden of Eden. You know, God would meet with Adam and Eve. I mean, he he fellowshiped with them. Um, then after they fell, you know, God would be calling people to Himself. Uh, people would bring build altars where they had encountered God. And then, you know, the moment when God gathers, delivers his people from Egypt and meets with them at Mount Sinai and says, you, you are my treasured possession. You are a people for my glory. And then throughout history, uh, God has gathered his people together. So mm-hmm. rather than saying, okay, well, you know, what's the liturgy look like? We want to give, we want to have, um, values that we say, these are the things we're aiming at. Mm-hmm. So the first is our meeting should be God-initiated and God-exalting. Mm-hmm. And we get this from a number of places. Um, you know, Psalm 34, verses 1 and 3 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Uh, my soul will boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, we are seeking to exalt God but we start with God initiated, and I'm going to let Devin talk some about that. Um, and yeah, we just we just want to talk about the that that phrase, God initiated and God exalting, in terms of our gatherings. Why why should they be that? Yeah, to say mm-hmm. worship should be God initiated is saying that before we come as worshipers, God God is the one God is and God is the one who calls worshipers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what that looks like in our in our corporate gatherings is we begin with a call to worship. And that call mm-hmm. to worship is not mm-hmm. um, hey, come one, come all, let's get our worship on. That call to oh, worship yeah, that? is <laughs> that, <all> <laughs> that call to worship is God summoning us. It's not like worship is now starting. Yeah. Worship has been going on. Worship is all of our lives, mm-hmm. but when we do that call to worship, it's God summoning His people, summoning His people corporately to exalt His name together. Hmm. So that's one one aspect of it. Um, second is that for worship to be God initiated, we recognize that God doesn't need our worship. Yeah, because yeah. of who God yeah. is in His triune existence, His eternal existence, uh, He doesn't. He wasn't incomplete when he created man. Mm. Um, he had all mm-hmm. that he needed in himself. Mm-hmm. And so to recognize that worship is God initiative, uh, God's initiative um, is to say that uh, God is the one who has given us this gift by which we may mm-hmm. enter into the fellowship he experiences mm. um, in himself. And uh, that has a lot of implications totally. on how we think about yeah. What we do, yeah, um, yeah. and it puts us in our place in a Absolutely. sense, yeah, <laughs> where it's not mm. about what I'm bringing mm-hmm. and what I'm offering. If we just left it at we want corporate worship should be God exalting. If we just left it there, we might begin thinking, "Oh, this is corporate worship is about what we're going to do, what we're yes. going to offer, and what we bring to the table." Us. It begins when we with come, us, yeah. When we walk into the church service, mm. yeah, and we mm. and we exist in a culture in which, especially in the Western world, the uh, the current of our age is all about us. Yeah. It always yeah. begins with yeah. us. Ide- yeah. uh, reality is defined by us. And as the church, we want to stand because God's word stands against that. Um, God is the reality that defines all all other reality, puts yeah. all other reality in perspective. Mm. So worship must be God-initiated. Yeah. Another thing that uh, God's initiative implies is that uh, he is the one who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're yes. recognizing yes. that 
nothing in my hands I bring, but simply to his cross yeah. I cling. Yeah. Um, that's the only basis by which we come. And uh, so it's, it's God from first to last. And we just cannot lose sight of that as we gather as God's people. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, and not, not to rabbit trail, but like even as you're mentioning that, there's that trend of we, we come, we initiate, and we're sort of the focus it seems like there can be a trend in quote unquote you know modern worship of these songs are focused at us directed to us we're the we're the you know front and center but i just love that that takes it you, as you said dev it puts it in our it puts us in our place like it takes it outside of us uh, yeah there is this strange tension going on um, I, I think as Worship songs. It's a lot of factors. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're a uh, you know given to expressive individualism. Mm-hmm. Um, just our emotions are everything, mm-hmm. and and what we feel is everything. Uh, we've got the internet that just connects us to everything all over the world happening, and so we see a lot of of meetings where people might be singing songs that talk about Jesus, but our eyes and our affections uh, are drawn to the people doing it. Hmm. And and so, you know, to say, of course, this is God exalting. Well, of course it is. Well, there are things that can hinder that. And one of the things, like as a leader, one of the things that can hinder the you know my leadership being God exalting is by me doing things in such a way that people have to notice me mm-hmm. you know whether that's my movements whether mm-hmm. that's my um, inflections whether that's my the, you know the things that are happening around me is like it's about me and suddenly I'm fighting against the very thing I I'm saying I'm doing mm-hmm. so I've been in context where you know we're singing some great words. But there is so much else happening that's drawing attention to to the people or the person leading that it's kind of a disconnect. It's just, I, I want to exalt the Lord, but you seem like uh, you, I, you're getting a lot of attention. <laughs> it's hard for me to like separate those. So there is a mm. what John Piper calls an undistracting excellence that, mm. that we should be striving for so that God really can be exalted in our meetings. Mm-hmm. Although I love the point, that's that's on the exalting point, mm-hmm. the, the point you're making about God initiating. I think when Jesus was talking to the woman at the well in, in John 4, mm-hmm. he he was letting her know that you can, we cannot worship God apart from God. Yes, right. We, we don't come into the room and say, Hey, I'm just going to start worshiping God now. Uh, you know, for whatever reason, yeah. I'm I'm here and I'm going to do it. We cannot approach God apart from His invitation and His mercy and His mm. enabling. And so, that's something that I think I've just realized in the last you know few years. Uh, I don't know, 10, 20, 10, 15 years. That just the uh, last few. Last few. It's all relative, <laughs> Dev. It's all relative. Um, just that. If God does not invite us, and if He does not initiate uh, a worship, we don't worship Him. I mean, we were created worshiping Him, and we rejected that. Yeah. So unless He takes the initiative to enable us to worship Him again, we can't. Yeah. 
And that's yeah. humbling. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, it, it makes us grateful that we can even come. Mm-hmm. And there is this, can be this real mixture of, wow, we're worshiping the Lord so well. Mm-hmm. And that that's just the exact opposite of what worship is, you know. So. When it gets at the, the disposition <laughs> that I think we should be called to have as humble worshipers, where we come to mm. receive yeah. what God yeah. has yes. for us, yes. um, not to offer all that we can do and bring That's good. to God. Um, and we just, we forget that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love how, mm-hmm. how uh, in Psalm 50, um, mm. And God's speaking, and uh, He's He's saying that I I am God. Um, I don't rebuke you for your sacrifices or for your burnt offerings, which are continually before me. I will not take a bull from your household yes. or male goats from your pens. For every animal of the forest is mine. The cattle on a thousand hills. Yeah. Like I have it all. I don't, yeah. I don't yeah, need yeah, this yeah, from yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But then we recognize that wow, God in His grace, His abundant mm. grace. Gives us this gift by which mm-hmm. we can relate to Him. Not only can we relate to Him, but we can exalt Him, mm-hmm. and yes. uh, and that totally changes the terms by which we come. Yes, because um, it's not about us earning anything or accomplishing anything, it, it, or or feeling anything necessarily. Although all of those things should happen. Yes, yeah. Those yeah. are yeah. secondary to yeah. what God is already doing. Yeah. So when we gather together, we don't evaluate. Uh, how was how was our the time together? We don't evaluate based on well, like I feel great today, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. or I got to do this, yeah. uh, so I got to preach this past Sunday. I so it was to, great, I play or I got to play, guitar. or I got to sing the solo, or whatever yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. It's not about those things. Yeah. What happened? Sure? <laughs> what happened is that God was present with His people, yeah. and He was speaking to them through His Word. And yeah. what an amazing privilege oh, that so is! Freeing. When yeah. the yes. well, I mean, it's the yeah. independent, eternal, mm-hmm. transcendent God mm. condescends to speak to us yes. and invite us into mm-hmm. just all the joy and life that's found in Him. I think of how often, I mean, just what you were saying there, uh, remind me of how often we evaluate the meeting on the part we played. And especially for those in leadership. Yeah. And, you know, to sit out in the congregation, stand out in the congregation and to be a part of a meeting, it's just, just not the same. Yeah. You know, it's just... <laughs> It was good. I mean, it was good. But when you're there in front and you're contributing in some way, it's like, oh, that. well, and actually it, it varies. If you did great, the meeting was great. Yeah. If you messed up, the meeting was terrible. Yep. And, just, and that just plagues us. And mm-hmm. that our meetings aren't supposed to, they aren't, they aren't meant for us. They aren't meant for our glory. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, we're... We're just jars of clay so that it may be seen that the all-surpassing yep. treasure is God, mm-hmm. yeah. that the power comes from Him, not us. And so when we say, you know, meetings are to be God-initiated and exalting, it means God is clearly seen, He's clearly preeminent, He's clearly honored, and, and I would say clearly treasured, because we can... We can go through all the right motions and say all the right things and and not treasure this relationship that God has invited mm-hmm. us into. So it is very much about experience, but it's about an experience rooted in the fact that we find our greatest value and our greatest treasure and our greatest glory in God himself yeah. and not what we do for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. So I didn't mean that to like stop the conversation. <laughs> thing. I, I mean, shutting it down. So what what mm. practices uh, contribute to a God initiated, God exalting mm. gathering, and what and what practices hinder it? You know, I mean, I've talked about some, but um, yeah, of course, our meeting is supposed to be God exalting. Yeah, I mean, well, just to spell out what we've what we've been talking about, there is this this affirmation that our worship is God initiated and should be God exalting. Um, that's denying that it is man initiated mm-hmm. and man exalting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, we don't we don't come with um, all that we are and all that we bring. Like that's not where where the gathered worship of the church begins. It begins with with the prior reality of God and his revelation to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so then practices that we, I think we want to, ways that we can reflect that are through call to worship and letting letting God and his word be the primary voice hmm. that speaks as we gather. And mm-hmm. so we, we often say it in our gatherings, we begin with God's word and God, God calling us to continue our mm-hmm. worship as we come to him together. Uh, and then we'll conclude our service with, with God's word again. And yeah. this is God, God's blessing to us is sending us out to continue our worship as we go, go about our daily lives. Mm. Uh, so that's just one expression of uh, a rhythm that we can have that just reminds us that, no, this, is, this begins and ends with God. It's God yeah. beginning to end. Yeah. Um, and then uh, just ma- regular habits of reading, reading God's Word. Publicly, the public reading of Scripture—it's um, something that Paul talks about, and which we're going to do another podcast on. And I, I think just churches often neglect, though, yes. the priority yeah, yeah, yeah. of just reading Scripture, yeah. reading Scripture together. Um, what other practices would you add? Well, I was just thinking uh, if if we're truly going to exalt God for who He is and as He is, we want to make sure that our meetings are Trinitarian. Yeah. And good. like that's got to be a that's category of mm. coming to the Father through the Son and the power of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians two eighteen. We in Him uh, usually have it memorized, but not at this moment. Of course, <laughs> on the podcast, I never have things memorized. On the well, one thing with with that is just that uh, worshiping the Triune God is what makes our worship distinctly Christian. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And well I mean, <laughs> that's one of the reasons why it's so important. Recently, there was yeah. a study done uh, by Lester Ruth. And, and he looked at the top 100 songs of CCLI over the past, I think it was 20 years or something like that. And it was shocking how few of those songs referred to God yeah. as being triune or yeah. referred to Father, Son, and Spirit. Um, but something that's so central to the Christian faith, if we yeah. wow. neglect that, we're failing to really recognize, oh, like, this is who God is yeah, 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 yeah. Um, as wow. we exalt Him. Well, and that that's a difference between going for any like emotionalism, trying to move people and and speaking to people's affections. Like God as he is should move us more than anything. But mm-hmm. if and he's revealed himself to us who he is through in his word. So if we don't know God in his word, we're not presenting to people who he really is. So we're we're going to tend to default to things that you know move people quickly mm-hmm. a modulation you know a big mm-hmm. a big sound big mm-hmm. instruments a cool arrangement you know, those kind of things because we don't have confidence that exalting god <laughs> in christ and the power of the spirit is enough yeah like yeah. we got to do yeah. more yeah. Well, so, we we also end up defining god on our terms 
Like right, so, not only right. do we go to Making those things that image. have yeah. those emotional appeals, but we we do the same thing with how we view God, and so we prioritize. And you recently wrote on prioritizing imminence over transcendence, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and where God is just our our friend who has revealed mm-hmm. Himself in Jesus, and uh, Jesus is our homeboy. I mean, that, that like that kind of theology and those kinds of ideas, like God has come to us in Jesus Christ, Yes. Uh, but we also need to speak about the glory and the right, holiness right, and the right. other thanness right. of God in order to appreciate all that he has done yes. for us in Jesus Christ. Right. Well, I remember you're referring to a Desiring God article I did, and I can't remember the name of it, but uh, it was Some on Some brilliant title, I'm sure. Yeah, God's <laughs> Imminence and Transcendence. And I remember in writing it, just having the realization freshly that mm. God's not sometimes transcendent and sometimes imminent. Yeah, yeah. He's both mm. all the time f- for mm. all eternity. And and that's just it just humbles you. Yeah. It's it's you know it's it's mind-boggling. Yeah. Um and that's but that's what we that's what we need to be presenting to people and we need to be realizing this is the God we've gathered in the presence of. Scripture I was uh, trying to quote earlier, Ephesians 2.18, for through him, Jesus, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So, you know, being Trinitarian isn't just doing songs that, you know, first verse Father, second verse yeah, Jesus, yeah. third verse Spirit. It's it's doing like what the New Testament writers do, interweaving references to the different persons of the Trinity um, in the way that that Scripture models for us. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's not, uh, you know, some people would say, well, we just need more songs to the Holy Spirit. I don't think mm-hmm. we do. Because the Holy Spirit, I mean, we, we might, but that's not the problem. <laughs> yeah. You know, the yeah. Holy Spirit was sent by the Father and the Son to magnify Christ. Mm-hmm. The Father delights it when we magnify mm-hmm. His Son, mm-hmm. and the Son came that we might magnify the Father. So mm-hmm. there's this, you know, interplay of the three persons of the Trinity in the one God. That you know, as people come to our gatherings week after week after week, they should learn not only to see that, but to treasure Amen. that. Yeah. Like yeah. God the Father, God the Son are with us through God the Spirit here in our midst. And how encouraging is that? I, I imagine there's some people listening, you know, our church, you know, they're thinking, oh, my church is 40 people. I don't, I can't, we don't never experience that. Or our church is 60 people. The same God who's with the church of 3,000 is with the church of 40. He's no different. And if we are exalting him and realizing that we can exalt him because he took the initiative, you know, it's it's not like yeah. we gathered a group of people, and this is like a church planning mindset sometimes, you know, we're going to get the best people, the strong people, we're yeah. going to be amazing people, we're going to do this amazing church. And no, you know what? You're just ordinary like everybody else. Yep. <laughs> you, But you have an amazing God. Mm-hmm. You have an amazing Savior. You have mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit with you. And because of that, if you make much of him as you gather, you make much of Jesus as you gather... People will be amazed. People yeah. will be affected. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll see something there that they don't see anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible to... Uh, I, I love going back to 1 Corinthians 1, 2, and how Paul reflects on his ministry to the Corinthian church. And 1 Corinthians 2, he says, When I came to you, brothers and sisters, announcing mm. the mystery of God to you, mm. I did not come with brilliance of speech or wisdom. Mm-hmm. So when we think about corporate worship, oftentimes we do go to categories of, well, we won't use that language, brilliance of speech or wisdom, but that's what we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, well, yeah, brilliant, yeah. yeah, worship leader or great song choice or whatever. I decided to know nothing among you 
except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Mm. And so then he says, I came to you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. My speech Mm. and my preaching were not with persuasive words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. And this is why, so that your faith might not be based on human wisdom, but on God's power. And one of the things I love about being in a small church is that when we gather, what a demonstration of the power of God that is. Um, Because in the world's eyes, it might look foolish. Mm -hmm. Um, In the world's eyes, it might not be impressive. But what's put on display there is the power of God through His Spirit. And uh, what a privilege that is to be a part of that. Yeah, excellent. Can you imagine, like, doing a promo for your church, you know, come here, so-and-so pastor, he's weak, he's fearful, he trembles a lot. Not persuasive, <laughs> not very wise. <laughs> That's what Paul's saying. This yeah. is who I was with you. But that exalts God. Yeah. So yeah. so another thing would be just that the, mm-hmm. you can't present God as amazing and be amazing yourself at the same time. Mm. So how do you think about the pursuit of excellence yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. in the context yeah, yeah. of, and let's, I mean, drill down specifically to music and yeah. singing, because um, that's that's something that we often talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we want to be the best yeah, because God yeah, deserves yeah. our best, that, yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. that kind of thinking. Yeah. Well, it's the, it's the aim of the, it's, it's both the motive of the excellence and the aim of the excellence. Mm-hmm. So the motive is, what do I want this excellence to produce? Mm. Do I want this excellence to produce people saying... Jesus Christ is a glorious Savior. He's the Son of God. God is with us by His Spirit. God is Creator. He's Redeemer. He's worthy of my love, my passion, my obedience, my submission, my treasure. Do I Is that the aim of my excellence? Or is the aim, and I hope someone notices like what I did. Mm-hmm. I, I hope someone, and I mean, I've, I've been there like mm-hmm. for years. That's all I ever thought about. You know, I hope someone notices. Uh, and it, it came through because I was nervous when I led in front of people I respected. That's, that's what showed what my aim was. So the, your aim, but then also um, what it, uh, your motive, but then the fruit it produces. Like, does it produce people saying, wow, when, when I'm under your leadership, I, I get a clearer picture of who God is. I love him more. I see him more clearly. I understand better how, who he is. Or is it, man, that, the more common response, man, that arrangement, that, those, those are amazing. I love the way you arrange that song. I, or, or even I love your passion, which is not a bad thing. I love your passion, but I, I want you to love my passion because I love Jesus, mm-hmm. and I, I want you to see that he's, he's the glorious one. So what kind of excellence serves that? Um, I think that does put a bar, a, 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 a limit, a governor, on how much excellence we can show mm-hmm. of a technical excellence, mm-hmm. you know, because... I mean, I was a piano performance major, and if I showed everything that I learned as a piano performance major when I led on Sunday, it'd be very distracting. Mm-hmm. I couldn't play it now anyway. But um, if if that was my, if that was the fruit, was that I was, you know, I thought I need to do all the stuff. I need to show how, you know, how fast I can play my riffs or, you know, how, what complicated beat I can play on the drums. Mm-hmm. That That's like the wrong you're aiming for the wrong thing and the, and the yeah. fruit's going to be wrong. That's, mm-hmm. that's the wrong kind of excellence. So excellence, we could do a whole podcast on this, <laughs> is what makes your church sing with faith-filled yeah. hearts, magnifying the glory of Christ uh, in the power of the Spirit. What, what produces that 
that's excellence. Yeah, because so, you can you can be distracting on both sides of yeah, the spectrum. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you can be really bad and yes. uh, and which we've done. Yeah. And you know, working really hard and be distracting to what you're trying to have people focus on. Yeah, which are the lyrics and singing the songs and reflecting on the lyrics. And then you can be distracting in the excellence category yeah, where yeah, you're yeah. overplaying and trying to prove so much. Yeah, and even playing like uh, you know great kicks, uh, you know great great riffs together mm-hmm. as a band, and like you just got a bunch of them down, and it just it, people start to notice the riffs. It's not, it's it's just hard not to do. Yeah, you know, they start to notice the riffs more than like what we're singing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, there's a there's a certainly a subjective element to it, but it seems to point in the direction of less is more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y- you know, yeah. why? Well, but I think that it's it's pointing to the fact that there's a greater aim than excellence, um, and that's God's exaltation. Which, well, and that's, which, I would say that's what you use the excellence for. Right. Mm-hmm. But so then, but that also means there are other ways. Excellence isn't the only way that we exalt God. Yes. Um, and so David was highlighting yeah. content, yeah. Uh, but um, it's even that category of edification. And so there might be things that you do that edify that aren't necessarily... Excellent, excellent in a technical in oh, yeah, sense, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, but you do them because they are God-exalted. Yes. Yes. Well, that's the governor I was talking about. Yep. I, I mean, it yep. just... You totally. C- you cannot do whatever you want to do. And as musicians, I and mean, we, we've done some podcasts on the role of the instrumentalists, but as, as instrumentalists, we can't find our joy in just doing things we like to do. I mean, yeah. I want to learn to like... What serves the congregation? Yeah, that's what I learned to like. Amen. You yeah, know? and as as we, um, I know we're pressing the end of the time here, but um, as I think about you know meetings that are God initiated and God God exalting, I think it's helpful to just keep in mind that's what the end of all this is going to be. Amen. You yeah. know, when when God gathers His people together, right? When He gathers, when He right. gathers takes that His initiative. people together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're we're not going to be um, looking at each other thinking, aren't we something? This right. is amazing. Yep. Right, right. You know, we are going to be glorying in Him, wanting everything yeah. we do to exalt His triune nature, the, yep. the Father, Son, and Spirit, and and finding incredible joy yeah. in doing that. And that's what every meeting we have now is meant to be a foretaste Amen. of. Yep, yep. We're practicing that now. We're preparing for that so day. great such a yep that's wonderful well thank you dev for being on this podcast yeah. we're going to continue this conversation uh in a part two so thanks for joining us thank you for listening to sound plus doctrine the podcast of sovereign grace music sovereign grace music exists to produce christ exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at sovereigngracemusic.org.